Hey, you folks, I'm Mike Reed, and this is Business Minds and All In Collective Podcast. Our guest today is Aaron Bahwan. Aaron is a digital native. He's a marketing strategist. He has a ton of insights into marketing, businesses, and strategy. He works with Shopify Plus and has seen under the hood of a lot of businesses at this point. So his insights, his ideas, the way he thinks, I completely love it. Also for context, we recorded this a bit over a year ago. It's you know what? It's been so long. Him and I both have had kids since this episode was recorded. Um, we do it at my dining table in my old house. So you'll probably hear things like my cat, uh, birds in the background. Nonetheless, enjoy, listen. Actually, just thanks for listening. Um, saw the questions that I was going to potentially ask you. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, I may or may not ask those questions. Good. I, I, I might just change it all up. Well, that's so... When I saw the initial list of questions, uh-huh. it's like dope. I should probably spend some time and sit down and read this. And then I was like, Nah, I should probably wing it. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep it natural. <laughs> yeah. And then on my way here, I was like, No, nah, maybe I should read it. And I think I read one question, and I read I'd read the first question, and um, I was like, Wow, this this is a good question. There's lots of layers to this. <laughs> so many, so that I'm not going to read the rest, and I'm just going to. Listen to a podcast and forget about all of this. Well, well, the good thing is this will be around forever. So all the great stupid things you say and do Perfect. will be Perfect. enshrined <laughs> in, in what's going on. Do you have a middle name? Actually, first off, um, this is Aaron Bahwan. Yes. Um, did, did I pronounce it correctly? Like, uh, you, so with the like H going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, one of the few, I would say. Nice. Usually, people will say Aaron Bowen, mm-hmm. Aaron Bowen. Bowen's a yep, nice one. Yeah, I get that all the time. At all. At all. Like yeah, yeah. But you don't know what to do, right? You're like, I don't... Most people look at the, at the letters. I don't know. Yeah, they're like, oh, I'm so confused. And then they just go with... And they go with whatever they're going to say. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten to the point now in my life where I'm just... Yeah, cool, man. Just don't don't even say my last name. Just say my first name and we'll let's move forward. Okay, cool, cool, right? cool. cool. Um, so I'm pretty used to that. But... The question that you asked earlier, which is, do I have a middle name, yes. is such a dope question. Because A, I do, nice. right? But B, it's actually not very prevalent in our culture to have a middle name. Yeah. So like most most Indians, especially when you move um, to a North American country, mm-hmm. um, you know, like your parents may, tr- may try to give give you a English name, like mm-hmm. my first name is Aaron, right? An anglicized so, Exactly. They will be accepted. Yeah, they will be accepted. People will look at my resume twice. Mm-hmm. Like, all that good stuff. Oh, yeah, dude. Michael Andrew Reed. You don't know I'm black to, like, get to the end. <laughs> exactly. You're just like, where's the Scottish guy? Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, props to my parents on that one. So, <laughs> um, so usually you'll have the first name. You'll have your last name. But they never, like, most Indian parents don't even know what a middle name is. They're like... Why do you have this? Like, yes. what is the point of a middle name? Why do we have three? What? Yeah, exactly. Don't uh, be greedy. But my parents did give give me a middle name, mm-hmm. which is Amin, uh, which is also the same middle name as my brother. So, so you're so they just got a <laughs> yeah. two for one. Yes, exactly. Two for one middle name. Exactly. Okay. So two A's. Two A's in the first name. So A A B. Yeah, A A B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abe. Yeah, it's great. So, so I just call you. Although I guess it wouldn't be Abe; it would be Ab. It would be Ab. Yeah, yeah. Which I wish I had as well, but <laughs> it's another story for another podcast. My journey at the gym. Nice. No, <laughs> you should do a journey at the gym podcast. 
that could that could happen. That I'm like pretty close to do it. to putting together something for for the fitness journey here. Do it now. It's been a long time. Hold on. So what do you need? Like what's the, what's the last component of you needing to do a fitness journey? Well, uh, the last component yeah. is like just ex- is doing it. Like there's nothing stopping me from doing oh, it. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Right. So it's no just excuse. Like, so you, there's you no, excuse. no excuses. No, gotcha, no, no, no. Gotcha. Yeah, this isn't a conversation. You know, this isn't a conversation about like. Oh, you know, I want to record video content and I don't have the right equipment. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know where I would start. No, yeah. that's not that. I know how to do all of that, right? It's literally like you could get off your ass and do it. Yeah. Or you could just, you know, simmer on it. And I'm yeah. like, I've been simmering for like a couple of years. So if now. you like sim simmer, I like that. <laughs> yes. I don't have a beamer, but yeah. it's all good. Yeah. And it's, it's just executing. It's just taking action. That's Take- it. I feel like this podcast will have a lot of connection when it comes to things like just taking action Yo, when it comes to businesses. So tell me a bit about yourself. Who oh. is Aaron Amin Bahwan? That's a great question. Um, wow, so many levels you, to that. See, you this might be hearing me pour, this is, this is, pour tea. <laughs> this isn't me peeing during the podcast. I'm just pouring some tea. Uh, okay, what can, what can I say? So I guess, you know, from a career standpoint, because mm-hmm. um, that's what most people talk about when they answer this question. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've had a, I've been super fortunate to have kind of a storied past that has gone from honestly working any job I could get as a child. So working in warehouses, metal fabrication, any blue collar job that you could have mm-hmm. to transitioning into, you know, going to university for marketing and business that transitioning into working at an uh, incredible agency, the advertising agency, mm-hmm. um, doing digital strategy, and then joining the realm of trying to uh, start and grow your own business, and at the same time working with, with startups and just working in the field of tech, mm-hmm. um, along with a few other fields like commercial real estate, mm-hmm. but all within the vein of marketing, specifically digital marketing. Gotcha. So no matter where you go, it's about marketing for you. Yeah, for the most part. Okay. And, and you know, it's funny because you think, you or you would think, because mm-hmm. this is what I thought, that, you know, uh, that, dig, you know, working in the field of marketing in the context of the digital playing field would be a singular lane that I would work in mm-hmm. or, or be involved in. And you quickly realize that that is like one very small piece of the larger pieces that play in an organization whether it's your online and offline efforts, whether that's how the piece that you work on translates uh, with the sales team and operations and everything else. So like how it just kind of intertwines with everything. Yeah, and it be- and becomes all-encompassing because there are a lot of times and and I would say there, there becomes a lot of opportunities that come about where you see how your mindset and understanding of how to build up, you know, Workflows and frameworks can apply to these different aspects of a business, mm-hmm. um, which you, you don't necessarily go into that with, right? So you've got this breadth of experience when it comes to marketing, um, whether it's on the ground within companies for your own company yeah. agencies. What's what is something that continues to be tried and true, and something that is has changed that you didn't even see coming? Yeah, so. Again, a very good question. Um, <laughs> you know, I think with within the realm of uh, marketing as a whole, things are ever changing. So, mm-hmm. you know, whether that's the introduction of like if if we 
go down the e-commerce lane, right? So if that's the introduction of chatbots, if that's the introduction of AI in, in, in terms of a MarTech tool, if that's the introduction of uh, augmented reality, like those technical pieces and tools, yeah. I think are the pieces that are new and are, you know, are going to be ever-changing uh, within the realm of, of marketing as a whole yeah. uh, and digital marketing, if we, want, if we want to take it there. I think the biggest change actually isn't on that tactical tool set level. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest change is, uh, and like, uh, I'm missing so many things, like uh, multi-channel <laughs> and omni-channel and every other buzzword yeah, that you yeah, think yeah, about, yeah. right? Like, I think all of that stuff is there and is gonna, going to continue to be there, and it's only going to be uh, people getting better at executing on those things, yeah, right? Yeah, like voice so, is going to fuck everybody up. Yeah, and it's like, you know, we can say voice is something that's new now, mm-hmm. um, but what's important is like, how do you incrementally get better at that and executing that? Mm-hmm. And that's actually what I think is people who are coming into this field have great technical, tactile skill to execute. Mm-hmm. So, hey, I know how to build a campaign. I know how to build these workflows. I know how to use uh, a chat bot to turn that into a drip campaign, which is awesome yeah. because you need that, especially when you're entering the workforce. But what's becoming more difficult is having those people understand like the fundamentals of what marketing is and like understanding your customer and like gotcha. being able to take all of those really foundational stuff that you kind of take for granted after you learn about it. Um, because if you really understand that, then you know how to translate that into the tools you're going to use and people have difficulty gotcha. translating that over. So how to take the tried and true core tenants of marketing translate that whether you you're meeting someone in person or sending a flyer or talking in, in to whatever experience you're providing right okay. so so it's like what's when, an example of a good fundamental marketing thing that translates well in space a and in space b so uh to put so, you immediately on the spot yeah yeah no no <laughs> it's actually uh funny that you bring this up because it's like that this is a topic of conversation right now so a perfect example of how I've seen someone execute this well is this cell phone case called Lumi. Mm-hmm. And their cell phone cases with LED lights on the back so you can take amazing selfies. Yeah. <laughs> and my wife freaking loves this thing. So get your selfie the... <laughs> game up. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the reason I know I know about them. But uh, when you visit their site, you go through their site looking to purchase a product. Let's say you don't purchase the product, but you've gone and inputted your phone number. They will start remarketing you with text messages. And there's like, you know, two very different ways that could come across. That could come across as straight up spam to most people. Because yeah. it's like, why are you bombarding my, not even my email or my, you know, Facebook with these messages. You're in my you're, phone. You're in my phone sending yeah. me text messages. But they understand their consumer so well that the tone of, voice that they use in those text messages, the actual content, what they say, how they say it, really connects with the consumer. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that based off of me watching my wife get a text message from Lumi. Like, oh my God, I have to go check this out now, 15% off or whatever gotcha. it is. But it's also when you take a step back and you look at the, the, the word, again, the words that they use, the sentences they put together, mm-hmm. the camp, like it, they're essentially like running this drip campaign, right? But they understand their target market and they understand how to talk to their target market in a medium that isn't their tr- isn't a traditional medium to talk to. And the cadence in which to kind of do that, not totally. to do that every 
five minutes, but exactly. every five weeks or whatever it is. Exactly. And I thought that was I thought that was amazing because mm-hmm. so so many times you see organizations implement something or remarketing with chat as an example. So an organization will look at this as like, oh, this is a cool new thing we can try out. Hopefully there's a return on investment because when I checked out, you know, uh, platform A, B, and C, they showed this return rate, return on investment, yeah. rise in sales, whatever. Cool. Which is funny because all those things are predicated on did someone understand the psychology of the customer? Did yes. they understand who their target is? Do they understand their brand voice? Do they yep. speak? So it's not just press button A and you'll get a return. It's you had a specialist use this tool because they were just good at marketing. They exactly. understood retargeting in a way that whether they were retargeting through Facebook, through email, through chat, through an app, regardless, they're going to do well at retargeting. Exactly, because they understand the consumer. And there's, you know, you have tons of businesses who take, who who implement these pieces of software thinking it's going to provide them that return. Mm-hmm. And then generally they don't see the return they want. And it's not because the, the tool set doesn't work. It's just you haven't taken advantage of the tool set because you don't know how to connect your audience or how to connect to your audience using that tool. Yeah, and then they fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, right? And then that's when you get the generic, like, I went and checked out this product, and now they're pinging me on on Facebook Messenger. Yeah. And the message that I received is the same message I've received from six other companies yeah. um, whose websites I visited at some point. And so you're like, oh, they're all doing the same thing. This is an... an this is another thing now that I subconsciously just ignore yeah. because everyone provides the same experience. And then you have someone like Lumi who stands out because they have a more personalized experience or they have an experience that better connects with their consumer because they understand how to talk to their consumer. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm actually not going to block this out. Like, yeah. oh, this I can deal with this. Oh, this is f- yeah, like I, I can get, deal. Yes. I can deal. I don't even have to accept it and be like, oh, this is this is great and amazing. You but delete I'm it rather to than deal. unsubscribe. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, this this one wasn't for me. Yes. But maybe the next one will be yeah. for me. And when I deleted it, I actually took three seconds to read the first line. Yeah, like skim. Like, oh, yeah. oh, no, no, no. Skim. No, nah, I don't need it, but yeah. cool. Next next one. Yeah, there are some brands that I, that I liked. And then in the process of email marketing, kind of thought, why? No. <laughs> yeah can't anymore which is crazy because email is is so critical right somebody's given you such a valuable piece of information and you can do so much great stuff with it and most people just don't invest the time to to build out great stuff and it's again because the understanding or expectation is like oh well i'll just put together this well you know i know there's like three generic email campaigns that i should be putting together and I'm just going to sub out this name and input this. You know, I'm going to sub out yeah. this company name and input my company name and change these images and let it ride. Yeah, we spent a good we spent a good 3 4 months building out our email marketing campaigns and and AB testing within those drip campaigns for the abandoned cart. So there's yep. a very specific flow for what abandoned cart does. If you've received an email from us, if you've seen that abandoned cart in the last year it doesn't do anything right if you've opened the first one but not the second one you get something else Mm -hmm. Um, even that one that you get is a b tested with three different versions and then we can figure out which does the best like but that's so key right it's like it's a process it takes time and you realize that this is like 
this new piece that I'm introducing into the game is not something that I'm introducing for the short term. Mm -hmm. This is a long-term play that includes continuous investment to make it that much better. And tweaking it. And, and tweaking, and like updating, the yeah. A-B testing, looking at different versions, understanding if a customer comes to you within this time frame versus this time frame, mm -hmm. this is the information that I'm going to feed them. And there are, you know, 50 other variables you could... Um, yeah. Uh, tag consumers with or try, yeah. try, try if to in if in Canada send them this if in the US send them this totally right if I don't know send them this yeah <laughs> that's the worst thing I, I know as a Canadian customer the mm -hmm. worst thing I can get and I've I actually got this from uh, <laughs> from uh, Marriott Bonvoy mm -hmm. so they're trying to get people to sign up for their new card yeah which is great they offer a ton of points when mm -hmm. you sign up so uh, the offers that I've seen in Canada are for up to, I think at one point it was maybe 50,000 extra points, mm -hmm. but usually 25,000 extra points. Mm -hmm. So I've, I still don't have the card, yeah. right? And I would love to have the card. Okay. Um, and, but I know that the best sign-up bonus that you can get for this card is gives you 100,000 points upon sign-up. So I, I see an email in my inbox for, this, for the 100-point sign-up offer, okay? So I'm like, sick. Yeah. Sweet, I'm actually going to sign up for this card. Click the link uh, in the email, go to the site, and like very quickly realize this email only applies to US you only. customers in the United States, right? And I'm just like, I and like granted, I'm I feel like maybe I took more time than most people to actually read what was going on there mm -hmm. and like realize like oh this is only for customers in the states. But most people are not going to read the fine print, yeah. go through the entire process, and then when it doesn't work for them, and they can't sign up for the card because they're receiving address, and they're like, "What yeah. the hell? This isn't working. This yeah. is broken. What's wrong with this?" Uh, you end up with a frustrated customer who shouldn't have been a customer in the first place. And you, yeah, yeah. Actually, they should have been a customer in a different stream. They yes. should have never have seen yes. that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Marketing's. The proper execution of marketing at the end of the day is what's going on. So we 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 went ham on that topic. All good. Um, so you've had the privilege of operating a marketing company, yeah, and seeing a number. I say under the hood of a lot of different businesses. At the moment, we just had a conversation about the sheer volume and number of yeah. brands <laughs> that you are currently <laughs> advising, and it's ridiculous and amazing That's at the same so time. Awesome. But what do you think are some of the early challenges with the exception of what we just talked about? Like what is mm -hmm. something that you find businesses, big and small, sophisticated businesses and businesses that just don't have the time or bandwidth yet to do a deep dive into the, mm -hmm. the topic? What's something that you kind of say, oh, a lot of business get, businesses get this wrong? Just overall, it's capturing awareness. It's like, it doesn't matter if you're a small business or a large business or a multinational, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, we live in a world where attention is fleeting, consumer attention is fleeting, and it's only getting progressively worse, <laughs> right? Like, it's not like we're getting better. And, mm -hmm. you know, when, you know, my kids, when I have kids and they grow up, I'm not expecting their uh, level of focus to be better than mine, right? I have <laughs> terrible focus as is. And okay. I'm like, unless I, you know, put forth the effort to build that into them. They're gonna be goldfish, right? Like that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, so with that understanding of, uh, with that understanding that people's attention is fleeting, mm -hmm. 
um, it makes it that much harder for you to gain awareness and understanding how to do that and being able to repeat that process is so hard and so tough mm-hmm. um, because it's a tough nut to crack, especially if you don't have the the funds or budget to just throw mo- like throw infinite money at it. Yeah, and figure out what works. Right. You know what I mean? Because you could take that approach and you could, if you had infinite dollars, throw money at this problem forever, mm-hmm. uh, which is fine because at some point you'll, you know, at some point you'll garner enough awareness, but the spend that you're putting out there and the return on investment of that spend is going to be so low versus, um, you know, scenario B, which could be someone who also has those infinite funds but is spending the time to understand and go through the uh, testing that's needed to see what's working and what's not working and pivot and reevaluate and branch off and change, right? Um, And I think think that alone, and and, yeah, again, at any size or scale Mm -hmm. is a huge, huge hurdle to overcome. Essentially understand that no one's paying attention to anything yeah. Stop thinking your customers are going to care about you because they're not your customers. You are one of their options. Yes. And like, so how and, do you stand? And out? that's the thing, right? Like, options, plural. Yeah. There are many options. And depending on that customer, uh, they have the luxury. Um, you know, they, a customer's, a consumer's now have the luxury that, like, you know, my parents didn't have. My parents couldn't go online, order something, and have it delivered to their house. And never leave their living room, yeah. right? Um, I didn't see that thing before. Or I'm, and yeah. I'm currently pointing to a uh, Toronto Raptors framed photo thing from uh, Frameworthy. And I saw it online. I saw a number of different companies. I was online looking at a number yeah. of different stores who sold championship Raptors memorabilia. Walmart had some options. Granted, they were posters, yeah. not photos. Yeah, And yeah ordered it never left had, hadn't seen it before other than the photo online so so think about this you know you see a photo of this and you decide cool based off the photo i'm going to order this and it's i feel safe enough doing so because i know i can return this there's no real friction in this buying yep. experience i remember working at an organization where we were doing this selling furniture online Damn. like 10 years ago um and <laughs> that's my cat. He's agreeing with you. And people were buying furniture online, um, you know, delivered to their house with no understanding of what the furniture was. Felt like felt the, like the true color. You know, you put your uh, sizing measurements out there, yeah. but that only provides so much, yeah. you know, insight and level of detail. Yeah. Um, and that was still back then. My, I know my parents, at least, when they wanted to buy furniture, if we use the furniture example, had to spend a weekend. Yeah, you went to the brick, son. Yeah, you went to the brick. <laughs> Everyone went to the brick. Everyone went to the brick. You knew what was going down. You're spending half the day there. You're going to go in with a couch. You're, you're going in for a, like a love seat. You're coming out with a set. Yeah. You're going to haggle for a TV. Yeah. The whole nine, right? Or like, Sears. You yeah, Sears. Go through the actual 100%. like. Sears catalog and 100%. figure it out. But you knew you were investing that much time to do it. Yo, and I had to, to do the this. Sears catalog. Yo, shout right? out to the Sears catalog. Shout <laughs> out to the Sears catalog. Where you got the catalog and circled the toy you wanted and hope your family saw it. Exactly. Shout out to the Sears so catalog. So it was like that was what they had to do back then. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
you know, it's it's almost like if we look at consumers as cattle, it's like you herded cattle into these pods and yeah. they had to deal with it. Yeah. Right? If I want furniture, I have to go to a furniture store and physically look at furniture and interact with a person. Mm-hmm. And because I'm interacting with a person, you know, there could be a higher or lower probability of a sale. Yeah. None of those barriers exist now. I don't have to deal with anyone. I yeah. went online, bought my mat, I bought a purple mattress. I went online, I did all the so. research myself. Me and my wife were like, well, if we don't like it, we're just going to send it back. Yeah, because they'll come and pick it up. Exactly. And guess what? They won because we, we didn't return <laughs> it. And I still have it. And I love it, right? How do you um, make a potential buyer aware of your product? And then how do you keep that awareness? Because you know they're probably not going to buy the first time. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. They're, they're, I, I know for myself, at least, when I buy anything, I'm spending an absorbent amount of time doing a bunch of research before I make a purchase, right? But like, how do you keep yourself top of mind in that scenario? Um, I always, when making content, whether it's marketing, whether it's whatever whatever it is, the idea is, I call it E2, I2. It's like, are you hitting at least one of these four things? Is it educational? Is it entertaining? Is it right. informative? Is it um, inspiring? Gotcha. Very few brands will can do all four it's just not possible mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they'll normally do two of those at a time or three of those at a time right um if you're nike you have the inspirational piece with colin kaepernick which is inspiring informative or they'll yep. do like the run seminars which is very like educational so they're able to hit their target in different places that they're at and it's the same target so if i'm in a mood where i want to be inspired or be entertained they're still providing the content for that. Or right. if I just want a bit of information about when a drop is coming, I can go to a different channel and get mm-hmm. that, or maybe the same channel. Mm-hmm. The ability for a brand or a company to provide you with enough information that's relevant and valuable to you at different stages of your life or your yeah, day. Really. Totally. Like totally. The, the way I'm going to interact with a brand on my commute to work is going to be different than on the toilet versus... Oh, yeah, very much so. I'm in a Starbucks line yep. versus at home after work, I'm sitting on my couch. Like, yeah. How's that happen? And, and still provide that same message, right? Like, hey, the the 30 seconds that I have in a Starbucks line mm-hmm. uh, gives that company 30 seconds to provide that same type of informative content or entertaining, entertaining content. Mm-hmm. So they have 30 seconds there where if I'm at home in the evening, maybe they have a minute or two minutes or five minutes because... They're, you know, they have this super informative blog, long form blog post, and mm-hmm. I'm willing to sit down and read it. So, also providing those different pieces of of content in different time frames, so key. That level of understanding and personalization, being able to put that amount of work in to to execute on that is insane. It's, it like blows my mind. <laughs> I, it's like you work, you know, being a part of this industry mm-hmm. and understanding, like something you said earlier, which is like uh, seeing what's under the hood. Yeah. And then seeing how it plays out with consumers who have no, who really don't have any idea outside of like, that's weird. I was just on this site. Now that I, all I see is apps for this company. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Well, yeah. Because well, Facebook and Google are shaking hands, <laughs> son. Yeah. Or I was talking about this subject and now all I see is ads for this subject, right? Like. It's it's funny and entertaining from one perspective, and it's also just like wow, this is the this is the era we live in right now. Um, I was talking to 
our friend Catherine Lang. Yes. And she was talking about a company. The and one and only. Yeah, Catherine, the one and only. <laughs> Catherine Lang. About a company, and she's not, she didn't say who the company was, but where this cosmetic company, they have your information as far as where you live. Mm-hmm. It's simple. If I've ordered from you, you know my address. Wicked. But they will start giving beauty recommendations for certain things based on the weather and air pollution yeah. in yeah. your I know exactly city. what she's talking about. <laughs> and I was like, excuse you? It's yeah. brilliant. It's Very smart, smart. And it's valuable, not invasive. I think yes. that's a big difference. A lot of companies are like, ooh, I need all this information so I can sell you shit. Yes. It's like, no, 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 no. You want to get information to provide contextual value for that customer so that if you're going to buy lotion anyways, you should buy this type of lotion for your face because I know you're in L.A. and the pollution's like this. Mm-hmm. And, and I know when it's January in L.A., you're fine. Yeah. Versus the, the customer in Toronto who it's January and ice needles are smacking them in the face. So yeah. What do I need for that customer? Well, and then what's what is so interesting about that level of detail is also it creates uh, <laughs> it creates a problem that wasn't there for the consumer. So, and what I mean by that is like I don't necessarily think of the humidity and the uh, like the weather in the time zone that I live in mm-hmm. when I buy moisturizer. Mm-hmm. I think uh, as a consumer, you might think about. I buy moisturizer because I have oily skin or mm-hmm. dry skin or T-zone or blemishes yeah. or wrinkles or acne or whatever, yeah. right? You're solving a problem. Right. And then and, you go, and then I want one that's one a bit healthier. Yeah. And like, then, <laughs> zero parabens, cool. Yeah, exactly. I'm happy with zero parabens. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then it just that's that's like that is the level of insane personalization mm-hmm. that's here, like that's here, right? Mm-hmm. Like dealing with those immediate issues regarding your skin was the first level, well, well, and then we all thought the only level. Well, exactly for the most part, right? Like you know, that's all you would think. Dry about. skin, yes. Regular oily skin, exactly. Like sweet. Like, Which of these three am I? <laughs> yes. Thank you. Well, and before that, it was just like. Dry skin or not. Yeah. Right? <laughs> or <laughs> extra dry skin. Exactly. It's like, oh, why you're buying lotion because you have dry skin. And you're like, great. Problem, solution. Yeah. And then it took it one, you know, the ne- next notch was... Sensitive. Yes. Fragrance-free because yeah. you've got sensitive skin, but exactly. you've got dry skin. You know exactly. what? we got you. And it just continues to level up, right? And that is what is so uh, interesting to see play out, especially in something like cosmetics. Mm-hmm. There are clients who, and there are companies that I have seen who are creating these product recommendation engines that have, that consist of, you know, 16 point, 20 point customer surveys. Mm -hmm. So I have so much information about you Mm -hmm. that literally this product is the only product for you. Which is perfect from from a CPG or DTC standpoint mm-hmm. where it's kind of like, oh, no, 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 I'm making you know I'm the product for you. Yes. Now you no need lotion. Else. You need brand X's yes. blah, you blah, blah, serum. You need this yeah. because this works for you and you only. And that person is talking to their sister, to their brother, to their friend about, oh, you've got to get, oh, hold on. You just use things you find at CVS yeah. or yeah. Shoppers Drug Mart? 
Yeah. No, 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 no. You got to check out this company. Yeah. They're going to send it to you and they know your cadence. They will just reorder it for you. Oh, and they'll suggest the new thing you need when, like, yeah. When this period, you know, and they will reevaluate in this period of time and change your routine if needed. needed. They're going to save you time. Yeah. They do the work for you. So all those decisions you had to make, you no longer have to make Mm -hmm. because they have so much information about you that they've made the decision for you. I remember, um, I forget who was saying it, but they were saying how Uber isn't providing you the service of transportation. They're saving you time. One million percent. We, you know, one of the key points, or like one of the key advantages, at least I see when I think about a ride share, a ride service like an Uber or Lyft, mm-hmm. is yes, yeah, you're getting me from point A to point B. Uh, uh, and yes, it's very simple to use um, and very straightforward. Mm-hmm. But the, the biggest pain point or obstacle when a consumer uses a taxi is I don't know how much this trip is actually going to cost me yep. um, until I get there, right? And I can estimate based off of whatever information is on the back of a taxi saying this is how much we're going to, you know. Who, I've never looked at the, It's going to cost, as soon as I turn this meter on, it's 365 and then that's it's X Only information I know. Yeah, that's all I know. And if there's traffic, who knows? Yes. Like, the, I just don't need to think about that stuff anymore. The I, surprise and delight I get going into a nice cab. Yes. I'm like, oh my God, this is a nice cab. <laughs> yeah. That shouldn't be the case. Never. Those are now the questions that consumers, you're asking yourself, right, when it came to a cab, mm-hmm. is already too much. And that's what, the, like, that's what services like Uber or Lyft resolve. Like, I was in New York, and I had to go, I was leaving, I needed a ride to the airport. So I had, you know, I could have taken an Uber, I could have taken a Lyft, but the hotel was smart enough to... Literally, as I checked out, hey, are you going to the airport? Yes. We have a car service. You get your own personal car. This is the cost. It doesn't matter what the time takes. It doesn't matter the distance. And I did not have to think about anything. Yeah, you're like, like, yes. yes. I was like, yes, I will take it. Sign me up. We're good. Yeah. It was a great trip. It was a great ride. I had uh, this like gorgeous SUV to myself. And, <laughs> great service. And you've got car share services on yeah. your phone. Yeah. And they saved you more time. Exactly. Because I had to... and. The, the funny thing was, was okay. the that go away? the gentleman who was helping me out at, when I was checking out, mm-hmm. I actually like wasn't trying to hear it at the time. So mm. I was checking out and I had already planned in my head, like, okay, I'm going to check out. Uh, I'm going to go do run around, do these errands. In oh, New you York. were checking in before? I, no, I was so I was checking out of the hotel. Uh-huh. And before I had checked out in my head, mm-hmm. I had run through what my day is going to look like. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to check out, run these errands. Uh, okay, I got to fly out at this time. I got to be at the airport on this time. I'm going to grab an Uber at this time. Mm-hmm. And that's where I planned. When I was checking out and uh-huh. the gentleman at the hotel was helping me check out, he started asking questions like, oh, so are, you know, where are you off to now? Are you heading to the airport? Set and third. And I was not in the mood to talk to him. Yeah, and like, listen, I'm I, just, I like, have a plan. My schedule is ticking. Bro, there's Uber. There's yeah, Lyft. Like, yeah, I'm not I'm about good. to hear this right I'm now. I'm good. But he had done such a good job of just being like, oh, you're going to the airport? Well, if you, you know, if you need a, uh, a ride to the airport, we have a vehicle service. This is what it costs. These are the cars. I can help you get it done right now. It takes two seconds. I looked at the service and I was like, yep, done. <laughs> Let's do this. Yeah. And I had not planned that at all. And when he had started the conversation, I was not about it at yeah. all. But now, and, and here's the rub. Now, the next time you're in that area, what hotel are you going to? I'm going to that hotel. <laughs> because they saved you time. Yeah. Well, also, that, yes, also 
while I was sitting in the lobby, Master P walked into the hotel, and I lost my mind. So, so you know, if Master P goes there, if Master Mr. Bowdy Bowdy yeah. goes there, oh. and nobody knew, <laughs> nobody knew who he was in the hotel. Like nobody, none of the guests in the hotel knew who he was, and he walked in with his son. So mm-hmm. he walked in with little Romeo. He walked in with like a whole crew. And I was having a conversation with someone, looked over, saw Master P, went back to the conversation because I thought, you know, obviously it's rude to just like peer off, um, went back to the conversation and then literally was like, no, I need to stop this conversation yeah. because Master P is here. I, hold on. Stop for one second. Yeah. Let me go talk to us about, about <laughs> yeah. it. Look. In retrospect, it was just such a funny scenario because he walked in. Again, nobody knew who he was. So what did you say? Okay, stop this entire story. What did you say to Master P? No, I didn't say anything to him. Oh, I I thought you went up to him. I wanted to. I wanted to. And then... Big fan. Yeah. So it's happened a few times where you're somewhere and you see someone and you're like, oh, wow, that's so-and-so. I I don't know. I just also... Maybe I just didn't feel it was appropriate at the time either because it's like, your guy's checking into a hotel. Who knows what kind of day he's had. So I just was like, "Wow, masterpiece!" If sitting you here. waited till the day, till you finished checking in, if you had a good check-in experience, yes, you would like. You I know, know what? If, if know. a day is bad, this hotel is so great. Yeah. they're gonna make it better by offering him a car service. Like, nah, so uh, I got I my own car service. I, I am. Oh, he car. had his own car service. Of course, Carza. He's masterpiece. Carza, right? But it was again. It, in the time, stuff like that has happened. Mm-hmm. Very rarely have I have I ever thought like, "Oh, I should go and." speak to this person usually i'm just so enamored like i'm so amazed by the whole scenario where i'm just like wow i'm just gonna soak this in right now <laughs> i'm just going to be part of this experience <laughs> yes it's an experience for <laughs> me and me alone exactly that's okay that's that, that, okay nice and just it's and, and that's the other thing it's just like a great like i don't need to i don't feel the need to have to go up and speak to the masterpiece mm-hmm. or go and ask for a picture so i can post it to the gram like it doesn't matter to me what is what is one of the best or most useful pieces of advice or tips that, that you've gotten that you've received either in your career or your life, personal business, whatever it is? Mm. Oh, uh, there's maybe like two or three. So one of them that really took me a long time to actually understand, it was that, you know, this isn't a 100 meter dash. Hmm. Like what you're going through right now is not a 100 meter dash. Yeah. Um, this is a like endurance race. This is a relay race. There is more to this than what you think there is. Mm-hmm. So st- stop looking at what's going on uh, with this short-sighted vision and understand how long this is actually going to play out. Uh, and the reason why that, A, took me a really long time to understand, mm-hmm. but B, it was very impactful for myself uh, is because I personally am very goal oriented. Yeah. So I have, I have, everyone has goals. I have goals myself. I tie them to time frames and, you know, hit this goal by this time, hit this goal by this point in my life, accomplish this by this time. Um, and whether those things happened and, and I achieved that goal, yeah. or even if I did not achieve that goal and pivoted and, learn something from not achieving it, my response was actually always the same. So even when I reached a goal, my uh, res- <laughs> my uh, response to achieving a goal wasn't enjoyment. It wasn't like, yes, I did it. Like, you know, I've been trying to do this for a year. I finally did it. Mm-hmm. 
my response was like, yay, all right, so what what are we doing now? On to the next. <laughs> on to the next. On to the and next it was, one. it would happen so quickly that I actually never appreciated the moment. Mm-hmm. And because I never appreciate, like, spend the time to appreciate actually achieving those goals or not achieving goal, like, completely bombing mm-hmm. and learning from it, that forward momentum was actually what I cared about more. And, mm. like, all I cared about was moving on to the next, right? And it took a lot of, like, self-reflection and, and building a level of self-awareness to understand that, hey, man, you were looking at life as this 100-meter dash over and over and over again if you want to tie to those goals. Yeah. But you need to be thinking about this, like this is an endurance race, and also that it's a race against yourself, not anyone else. Yes, you're only comparing to you last year or you five years ago. Yes. And maybe not even that because you're only comparing yourself against you last year if all variables are the same. Exactly. Right? And that's a hard that's a hard pill to swallow. At least it was for me. Yeah. Because A, I, for the most part, would compare myself to others. And even in comparing... Which is, I think is super common, though. Yeah. Like I, and I, I also think it's very normal. I, I don't actually think there's anything wrong with it. I mm-hmm. think it could be a great motivating factor in, in helping you get off your ass and doing something. Yeah. I just think when you solely focus on that without the understanding that that's not what it's about necessarily, that you that you're actually like losing overall focus. Gotcha. Right. So I think that for me was a very humbling piece of advice uh, that someone once gave me like a number of years ago. Which I think is great for business businesses in general, unless you're trying to create something to sell by X date. Yeah. Then the reality is you're building a thing that is beyond last year's sales. Totally. That is the long game, which means, did you plan during that journey to lose? Mm -hmm. Did you literally strategically plan in time for your X to fail and how much time it'll take to pivot or to change? Or did you go, we're going to do this, we're going to crush that goal, we're going to do this, and we're going to crush that goal, and just complete upward momentum, because every business just goes upwards. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Zero valleys, (laughs) all fucking crescendos. Like, and, and also like, even if you, and, and, you know, even if you didn't plan, mm-hmm. do you understand what, like, do you understand what's happened? What's occurred? Mm-hmm. And do you understand how to move forward from that? Because yeah, it's, you can say it's all, you know, all crescendos all the time. <laughs> um, but when that doesn't occur, you know, you have two options. Do you kind of freeze in, in the face of fear that I didn't accomplish what I set out to accomplish? Mm-hmm. And do I like abort ship? Or do I realize, like, hey, I didn't, you know, I acknowledge I didn't accomplish this. This didn't happen for whatever reasons. And now I need to pivot from this and, and adjust my, whatever, adjust my goals overall, uh, pivot focus on this, you know, specific aspect we're talking about, whatever the case may be. What percentages of businesses do you think actually do postmortems? Well, I, I guess... I guess what I think about more is, you know, when you say postmortems, is is that a standardized, rigorous framework that a, a business is using? Because a postmortem could be something as simple as like, well, we fucked this order up, and this is what we took from it, and this is what we learned, and we need to ensure this doesn't happen again, mm-hmm. and let's make sure we have these pieces in place. Yeah. Um, and I think that in itself could be... And I, I even something say, as simple as that. I would say that most 
I would say more often than not, mm-hmm. that is what people are going to do. Mm-hmm. And if you're lucky, they'll even if you're lucky, they'll even go to that level. Most will just acknowledge and move forward, right? And yeah, it's like, oh, that didn't work. What's next? Like, no, yes. no, no, no. What did like? Have you done a start, stop, continue? Like, even something as simple as a start, stop, and continue, mm-hmm. like assessment. Yep. yep. It's, and it's tough, right? Like, part of the reason why it doesn't happen as often as it should mm-hmm. is because the people in that position at that time value the sprint right of moving forward and moving on to the next mm-hmm. because they have so much you know they're juggling so many balls at once or, or they've got um a bonus to try and kick right you know they ha- they have their own metrics that they have to adhere to mm-hmm. um and they're they're more obsessed with that versus like doing the right thing and i'm making air quotes as yeah. i say this which is like actually learning from this and and taking a step back to just have that gain that little bit of understanding because gaining that little bit of understanding over time, right? So that consistency of like, look, man, you're going to fail 100 times over, right? Yeah. You can fail every day. So if I take like a little piece. You are going to fail every like it's day. Just, if you're a business, get used all to failure. Time. Dude, life. I'm going <laughs> to fail every day. Every day there are things that I've, you know, every every day of my life there are things that I want to accomplish and things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And that, that could be something as small as like, you know, oh, it's Thursday. The garbage goes out Thursday. Okay, I better wake up and make sure I take the garbage out. Bars. And then I leave, wake up in the morning. I was like, oh, man, I woke up 15 minutes late. Get my gear on, run out the door. And then at like 10 a.m., I'm like, what? at 10 a.m., when I'm in this pure focus mode of trying to deal uh, with the stuff I'm dealing with, I'm like, oh, man, I forgot to take the garbage out. Yeah. And I lose all focus, all attention. And I'm like, oh. Vita's going to kill me. And that's, you know what's funny? The first thing I thought about when you said, oh, no, I forgot to take the garbage out, was the wife. Mm-hmm. Every husband goes, oh, crap. Yeah, all Wife's the time. Gonna, because if if your partner says, hey, can you? And you're like, yep, I will take that mantle. Yeah. I will be the person who does X. Yeah. Yeah. And then you don't. You can just you And the best part is the you look. say yep before they finish, right? Like, hey, can you take the, yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah don't worry about it. Failure. Yeah. And she and you and it's like I didn't finish my sentence. Yeah, it's the garbage, right? I got you. I know it's good. I know what's going on here. Oh, you're cocky about yeah. it too. Oh yeah. And you still oh, forgot. For sure. And then you forget. Yeah. Failure. Right? And and so it's like uh, you know, you it, that's a L like that's a L in my books for the day. Like hey, <laughs> copped an L real quick. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. You can you move forward from that, figure out a better way to deal with that scenario. That's all it is. Yeah. Right? But it's just, uh, you know, you do that enough times. It's it's like a kid, man. It's like it's like a, it's like watching a kid learning things for the first time. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I shouldn't touch the element on the stove. Yeah. And they touch it, and it burns their hand. And ninety nine percent of the time, they're not going to do that again. Yeah. You just you learn from that, and taking the time to learn from that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's it's so prevalent in the realm of owning or starting a business. That you don't take the time because it's faster just to continue moving forward. Which is funny because it's ultimately slower. Yes. Because you're going to keep on well, if you running keep doing, into, yeah, ro- yeah. into walls because you didn't take the time to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to kind of do a rapid fire that won't be very rapid fire. Sure. But just to get to know Aaron. Right. Aaron the man. Yes. Aaron the businessman. Yes. <laughs> Aaron the entity. Um, what is 
and I'm going to say of the moment a lot of times because I think things <coughs> change and they're fluid. So what's your favorite brand of the moment? Oh, snap. Wow. Uh, favorite brand at the moment. Oh, this is going to be so nerdy. Um, Done. Do it. So there's, <laughs> I think it's pronounced Saitechi or Saiteki. Mm-hmm. So, Saiteki so right literally, now. this is so nerdy. So they make... Uh, uh, like tech products for your MacBook. So like spell Saiteki. S A T E C H I. I think that's it. Um Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they make like little, little adapters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So um Yeah, they have a dot net. Oh yeah. They're they're about that life. Um oh, damn, okay. But so, okay, so the reason, and this, it's really simple and really doesn't have much to do maybe necessarily with the, with the brand and what they put out there and the image that they have, but they just created a product that solved a problem and it was very simple to use. Okay. So I'm, I'm setting up this home office. Mm-hmm. I have a Mac, uh, 2016 MacBook with two Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt ports and I'm setting up this tri-monitor setup. So two monitors and then the MacBook, right? Three mon three displays in total okay so all i'm trying to figure out okay what do i need to do this there is so much information about how to accomplish this setup Mm -hmm. but there is no one actually providing a like simple enough solution on how to do it like here's the adapter hey just take this this adapter plug this in plug in your two hdmi cables and you're done Mm -hmm. right um i can't remember how i came across across the brand or the product and it looked like the product said this is what it does you shouldn't have a problem here's all the information fairly straightforward i buy the product i plug it in it works great take all my money which is which is also great because you had done the research to figure out how do i solve this thing yeah you found a number of solutions that were complex yes found a solution that was simple and that's all it took yeah right like that was why I, like, that is why I'm, I am a fan of the brand right now. I'm legit looking at their water repellent laptop carrying yeah. case with pockets, which is funny because I literally just got a recent laptop case, so I don't need one, but it looks real good. Yeah. Okay. So okay. they're currently your favorite brand at the moment because... They, they just solved a very simple, what I thought was a simple problem, mm-hmm. but through research, for some reason, seemed to be so difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and the solution, oh, and also the solutions that were available were ridiculous. Like you need to take your MacBook, put it in this dock, and then this dock needs to connect to these things. Like, and then your, your MacBook connects to this dock that provides these absorbent amount of ports that I personally, I personally don't need. I just need or to don't want or don't want. Cause it either. looks like these folks have like really sleek solutions. Yeah. I just need a clean, simple plug in and go kind of piece. Right. So, fan of that because they solved a problem. Fan of a, a brand that I'm a fan of in terms of they, the way they work is Dbrand. So, Dbrand... Yeah, I'm learning about all the cool <laughs> things right now. Dbrand. So, so, Dbrand makes uh, skins for phones, laptops, headphones, a bunch of cool stuff, right? Um, very, like, cool product, uh, cool options, but the way they... The, the way they pitch themselves as a brand 
is like dbrand de made by robots. So there's like no human interaction. The entire process online is like, is it's a fairly simple process, just like any anything else. Mm-hmm. But it's like dbrand de made by robots. And wh- one of the things that I found really funny or like interesting about the brand is when you order a product, there is a section on the order on the order page that says like, hey, any special notes? Like, if there's any special instructions, please leave it here. And if you go to their Twitter page, or if you search them up on Twitter, you can see the kind of stuff they send to people when people ask, when people leave a note in terms of special instructions. And that it is the most hilarious, like, it is so funny. They're so good at doing this stuff. So they understand who they are. They, they understand who they are. They don't care what people think. And there are other competitors in, in this field as well. And they just do such a good job of being like, super brash and honest talking about like we're better than you <laughs> f you guys oh my god so i'm on the site right now and yeah. there there's a, a great photo where um so they have things like the google pixel skin certified by google like pretty normal things and mm-hmm. like the i um ipad pro skins also pencil skins yeah they have a skin for the ipad pencil yeah. that looks like a pencil <laughs> yeah bars yeah. but then i go to one that just says give us your money yeah and, and oh, trademark yeah yeah and so that's now, that's the way they now. also so that is that is their voice right like that is their their brand voice and when they send you an email and they have a new product dropping or they maybe they're running a discount that's literally the tone of voice they use in the email like the subject line is we are taking your money <laughs> and then you open the email and it's like a 10 percent off coupon or something Right, and they're just so abrash with it, which is amazing. Which I think is so amazing. And they have so many. They do skins for galaxies. They do skins yeah, yeah. for Google. They do skins yeah. for Dell. I haven't yeah. seen anyone do a Dell skin. It, they're very cool. But like, I if guess you go for them, it's dude, all. If you go check out their Twitter feed. They it's do skins nuts. for Playstations, Xboxes, yeah. for Nintendo Switch. Damn. Like, okay. uh, there was okay. So I'll give you an example. Someone wrote left an instruction that said, "Tell me a joke," and then so which is, so this is part of their ethos of who D Brand is, right? So the person posted their response, what D Brand sent. So D Brand sent the product, and they they sent a post-it note, mm-hmm. and the posted on the post-it note said here's the joke look in the mirror <laughs> right and that's and you and that's the kind of stuff and, and and that's the kind of stuff that they send and that's the type of brand that they are which has turned that um special instructions box on their page into a thing into engagement exactly because now everyone everyone who ordered like there's a huge portion of customers who order from them and always leave always leave them and then where does that go that engagement and that back and forth um shows up on their on social media and then those people share the thing that was oh that's brilliant like oh my god you know d brown responded to me look what they sent me okay and this is the beauty of taking the time to invest in brand and engagement with an audience because now you're Mm -hmm. telling me and now you're telling other people yeah like and watch, you're going to, like, we're going to, for example, this podcast is going to wrap up, mm-hmm. and you're going to sit on their Twitter feed, and you're going to be like, wow. You are going to sit there and be like, this is incredible. This is hilarious. How do, how does it, 
I like I remember the first time I came across, I was like, how does a brand even like how do they survive? They have a good copyright. Yeah, and they've invested. Yeah, they yeah. know that the cost of that copywriter's salary is getting paid by tenfold. Tenfold by the engagement and yes. sharing of that content. Yeah. It's it's Brilliant. really well done. It's really funny. Okay, cool. So, uh, what is a book, podcast, or like publication that you're really into right now? Uh, so I would say uh, for for podcasts, there you know there is Marketing School, which is Neil Patel and Eric Sue, mm-hmm. which is yeah. like a daily listen, just to kind of pick up kind of quick tips on what's going going on in, in the realm of kind of. Uh, digital marketing. Um, Question for you: How did you discover Neil Patel? Do man, you remember? I'm, I remember. I'm pretty oh, sure. I'm pretty sure I was in university and I was maybe doing some research or trying to figure something out. Um, and his blog post, like a blog post of his, came up, mm-hmm. and um, and I read the initial blog post, and that was it. Like literally after that, I subscribed to everything, and I, you know, I met him. I met him this year mm-hmm. at South by Southwest. I went and sat in, in like a talk that he did, mm-hmm. and I went and spoke to him after, and I told him like literally, I literally just followed your blog for a number of years and used Kissmetrics when you had Kissmetrics, and it's what got me through university, got me my every Damn. kind of job that I've had because he did a great he he does a great job of. Um, he does a great job of illustrating these ideas mm-hmm. in like very simple terms. Like he's really good at just being concise and taking like something tactical mm-hmm. and like concisely a showing you how to do it, but b telling you why it's important and connecting it to, and being able to connect that to different stakeholders. So like, hey, the digital marketing person could understand this and knows why it's important. Mm-hmm. That marketing ma- that person's marketing manager will understand why it's important. Yeah, and like a VP is going to understand why it's important. And I always thought that's such a critical skill that people have a lot of difficulty with. Because right? it's very easy to to be a practitioner and know that, like, hey, I'm good at, my, at what I do. I know I can execute. I know I can crush it. Mm-hmm. But if I, can't, if I can't translate that information into, like, a digestible report or, yeah. um, or like, presentation deck, for someone else who's going to maybe me. make a decision yeah. who doesn't know enough information that and who doesn't understand job. 80% of this yeah it could yeah. affect my job and like a potential budget or whatever the yeah. case may be that's interesting yeah i uh i remember him cuz he did this like name recognition campaign once where almost every influencer or personality that we were following would have a post that it would be like a video of them saying do you know who neil patel is like no way! At, or like at Neil, like it was, it was breathtaking because everywhere I turned, I'm like, who is this guy? Right, 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 right. Because every like funny social media influencer that yeah. did like comedy online when they were popping on Vine or, or Instagram, like everybody, like I think King Batch did stuff. Um, no way! Amanda Surrey had one. Like people were just whoa! Like, who, I didn't know that. And then you would like follow, like you would use the hashtag Neil Patel and find. Tons of people were doing this. No, and then I'm way. like, who? And I, I would Google, like, I, I literally was looking for who this person is, <laughs> to then discover he was a marketer. 
Wow. And I was like, oh, of course you are. That was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes I sense. literally went looking for who you were. Yeah, because of this. I, yeah, I never, wow. That's really dope because I, I, that was, that was definitely not the, the way <laughs> I came across him because I'm a nerd and this is what but, I do. However, but. to, to his credit, he was able to get a number of audiences by one, doing a very aggressive name recognition marketing campaign mm-hmm. while at the same time producing valuable content for people who are looking for an answer totally. or information. Totally. So from the kind of like he did the education thing, but yeah. he also did the kind of like um, it, almost like the entertainment. The entertainment piece, right? Like, like the entertaining thing, yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, and I found him because of the entertainment stuff. Yeah. You found him because of the, the education stuff. Yeah. Still the same person. Exactly. And like, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. And the yeah, same thing with Eric Sue. Like, I think I came across him through like a, uh, not Growth Everywhere. There was a, there was like a growth hacking site back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know if it still exists that he was like. Probably not because Google probably. Yeah, that, that he ran. But it was amazing. They do. It had tons of great tactical information there. And that's how I came across him. But yeah, their podcast is something I listen to daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, for enter for pure entertainment, mm-hmm. there's uh, uh, what's it called? You are not so smart. The you are not so smart podcast. <laughs> okay. So that one is that one uh, focuses a lot on understanding biases. Okay. And like oh, like yeah. aspects of aspects of like human intelligence that mm-hmm. you're just like you bet you're just like not aware of like consciously not aware of that you have x y and z bias because of these this reasons or rationales right Mm -hmm. um so that's that one's always fun to listen to um uh the so the joe budden podcast from um, like music and entertainment still on joe budden's podcast i've been listening to joe budden's podcast from day one still listening to him and brilliant idiots and brilliant idiots all, still listening to all of them mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of that's those are the ones where it's kind of like oh I can turn this on in the background and kind of like do do things you know around the house yeah. uh, and just like have this on in the background and it's entertaining mm-hmm. whereas uh, digital like Eric Sue and Neil Patel yeah. I will like consciously that's active take listen. like yeah. I will actively listen to that um, so that's it from like a podcast standpoint there's a ton more podcasts that That's i listen to but i think those are kind of the key ones what do you think about just hearing you talk about podcasts that you listen to actively versus um passively what do you think about and this is just me mm-hmm. speaking off the cuff right now but like a business that creates content understanding the passive nature of certain things and the active nature of certain things but that passivity keeps you Similar to, and I always give this example of everyone knows what M and M's are, and they still run commercials mm-hmm. because they need to kind of keep you in mind, back of the, your mind. So when you're at the grocery store, you actually have a sweet tooth. You think of them because they've just kind of been everywhere, right? Um, about a business that is creating that active tactical content, but also that just almost maintenance content, right? So that's a that's an interesting idea because 
I feel like to to bring someone in mm-hmm. and turn them from maybe a one-time listener or maybe a couple of times mm-hmm. to being a like part of that community, mm-hmm. you're going to need that active content. Yeah, like you're going to have to provide all that yeah. value in whatever mm-hmm. form that is to keep them engaged. But um, how do you determine or how do you figure out when you provide it enough mm-hmm. that you can start injecting pa- that passive maintenance content? Right? Yeah. Because for... I, I like from for example for me with the with like brilliant idiots and and joe budden like i've been listening to that for years and mm-hmm. it's like at some point I, the active listening stopped yeah and it became passive because i had i had figured out like this is just an entertaining podcast to listen to yeah. about a group of people talk about these topics that i have a minor interest in per se mm-hmm. so i can passively listen to this but I don't know when that happened. Like, I don't remember when that occurred. Yeah. I don't know when that transitioned over. And I don't know if I'll ever transition, ba- if there are times when I transition back to active listening versus passive listening. I wonder if the guest has you flip back. So, for example, if Brilliant Idiots, they're not going to do it, but have like Jay-Z on. Yeah. You would be zoned in. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I, I think, yeah, like having a guest on can definitely... Um, that's why you're on this thing, man. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to make sure everyone's active as shit. I'm I'm sure I'm sure that people will switch to active listening based on a guest being there because mm-hmm. a guest is you know guest is a guest for a reason. Yeah. Um, but you know if for the majority of the time it's one or two people or this the same group of people speaking. Yeah. Um. I I it's I just don't know how you would figure that out. Also. How do you determine whether or not that person is, or how do you know if that person is uh, passively listening for the entire episode or actively yeah. listening? And do you even care? Because we don't have, I don't know if we even have tools at this time that measure to that measure, stuff. Because yeah. right we now, all that. yeah, right now all they're measuring is just, you know, I'm assuming is like, are people, how many people are listening to this when it drops in this time frame? Mm-hmm. Where are they located? Where do they, you know? click in where do they click or where do they chime in where do they uh tail off and i'm i i don't know what i don't know how how much um visibility those tools have right now for it to even matter whether it matters or not it's it's interesting it's like an interesting idea it's they're just solving like so many problems layers. on the fly right? <laughs> solving problems on the fly uh do you have a favorite guilty pleasure of the moment you know, honestly it's like the time I spend at the gym, mm-hmm. at which at first was a chore, mm-hmm. right, has now become Ooh, that's a, a nice transition, enjoyable part of my life. Like that is the guilty pleasure. It's when I can't, and it's and the funny part is it has nothing to do with working out at all. At some point, what I realized is the level of focus I have when I'm at the gym and working out, mm-hmm. and the place that it puts me in removes everything else around me and I haven't been mm. able to figure out how to I haven't been able to replicate that it's, in any like you shouldn't way shape or form yet mm-hmm. but that level of focus is like so intent like it's so laser focused that when I'm at the gym and when I'm working out um, you know any thoughts that I have anything that I'm thinking of anything that's on my mind 
all of that subsides because the only thing that I can think about in that moment is completing that exercise, is finishing that set or that rep or trying to do X, Y, and Z. And I don't have that in, in any other way, shape, or form in anything else I do. Do you think maybe it's become your meditation? Yeah. Okay. So And, and I, I was going to get to that because I... Like I've used Headspace for like a couple of years now, mm-hmm. on and off, for meditation, and uh, my usage of the app and it's consistency decreased. has has yeah decreased, and it, it's the level of consistency isn't there, right? So I know right now, for example, uh, for example, right now, mm-hmm. um, I know if I want to build that type of focus again Mm -hmm. it's going to take me some time um meditating it's going to take me a period of time it's not like i'm going to be able to sit in one guided meditation and knock it out the park yeah Uh, it might take me weeks to get to that to get near that level of what i'm looking for um and i haven't done that right um i know i could go uh to a sensory deprivation tank and sit oh, in there. Dude, that shit just drives me crazy. I can't do that stuff. <laughs> yeah, have you done it? I've Once, it was a semi-good experience. Um, I thought it was like an hour in there. It was like 15 minutes. <laughs> I was like, I can't. i got to get out of this thing. So, <laughs> so I've, gone, uh, I've gone a few times, and the first time was... Uh, the first time was difficult mm-hmm. because I just didn't know what I was in for. And I really didn't have any expectations. There was like a redhead's long hair <laughs> oh, on no. the side of the wall. I was just like, you guys, come on, man. So the first time was difficult just because, again, yeah, I, I had no idea of what I was getting myself into. Mm-hmm. Every subsequent time has been amazing. Maybe um, I'll try it again. Because I also got like some of the saline in my ear. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, that'll ruin like, everything. like... A week, well, I was like shaking my ear the, out. The first time I went, I got in my eye Ugh. because I moved my. At some point, I moved my hand, and, and that was it. Yeah. Um, but are there any training ca- classes? Not just yeah. that, like three second walkthrough. Here's what you yeah. do. Figure it out. Good luck. Yeah. I need a training exactly. Um, but you know, like yeah, I could I could go sit sit in a float tank, and maybe get that same experience. But even then, it's going to take me time to build to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just been so much. There's been enough consistency at the gym at this point, or going to the gym, where I've realized that when I'm there, that if I'm not there, and mm-hmm. if I'm not doing this, it becomes a problem. You've turned your workout into your meditation. Yeah. Like, you, Which you've blows done it. my mind. You've made it. Not, I've nev- I never, ever thought that was the, the key. That was never the intention. That was never the point. I didn't go in there thinking that. I didn't even know that was a thing that could occur. You know what I mean? Like, I went to the gym because I was like, I'm not healthy. <laughs> I'm going to die I am not healthy, tomorrow. and I need to be, get healthy. <laughs> and this is the first step. And at some point, the the, the aspect of health is always there. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's actually not the focus of... Uh, it's not really the focus of, of going, like, going to the gym. Well, not anymore. Like, now you've won. Like, you've beat the game. Like, you've won. You've turned you've turned working out into a guilty pleasure, yeah, and a way to like uh, find clarity, yeah, which is like we're all working so out wrong. In, and so insane for me to even think that, mm-hmm. because it wasn't until there were times where I couldn't train, 
So, you know, you, you're out of town. You're traveling. And you're traveling. Yeah. Or, like, there may be twice in my life. Uh, it's like, oh, I have an injury. I have to take it. I have to take a week off. I really need to recover. Or I have other priorities right now, and I can't put in the consistency. And very quickly you realize how it shifts the way you think. Um, how you're thinking actually shifts. Mm-hmm. And um, how, like, lethargic you become without yeah. actually knowing well not because we're all well, i'm old people not, <laughs> as we as we get older it just becomes a thing where your body's like if you do not use it yeah you will lose it yeah yeah man that's living your one. best life <laughs> <laughs> just bring it back to the top <laughs> oh that's fantastic well thank you this is, this is amazing how many questions for me i haven't actually asked that yet you know what mike i'm just so grateful that you ha- that you have me here Oh, shit this is face. super cool, man. I'm very, <laughs> I am very, uh, you know, like happy and humbled to be here. I'm, I've always been a huge fan of you and like everything you do. This is not the no. Uh, this is a hype man. Let time. me let me speak my truth. <laughs> <laughs> and I've like I've it, again in my head because mm-hmm. that's where my world is. True, right? true, like, true, 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 true. I've always said Mike is the content guy. When I think of of, of anyone like going out there and accomplishing these things mm-hmm. literally your your name like comes up every time i may so. never ask this question again in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but but i appreciate it I, yeah I, so I, I hear you and i take it in that's, and I that's all i have it. to say man i have cool, no cool, question cool. i'm just really happy that you're doing this gang gang i can't wait to see where this goes <sighs> what goes this is this is gonna be the last episode <laughs> apparently after that <laughs> like a spiel of things ness next episode will be Lestat as the host and next episode will be our final episode yeah. uh, the conclusion <laughs> Lestat the cat will take over for me um, yeah dope thank you amazing thank you so much and there we have it episode is locked thanks again to Aaron phenomenal conversation I loved listening back to this podcast just for the ideas really cool also thank you to noble blues for the amazing theme song this beat i just feel it in my soul it's magical if you like the episode let us know in the comment section of our website allincollective.com also whatever streaming service you're listening to this podcast on right now leave us a rating let us know what you think in addition you can follow us on the socials facebook all in collective just search for us instagram and twitter it's all in c-o-l-l that's it just those letters and other than that hope everyone has a great day great evening great morning whenever you listen to this i do apologize for how long it's taken to get this episode out we've got some more episodes in the bank that we've kind of by we i mean me i haven't been able to put out yet but we've got some really great guests coming we've got some founders we've got some thought leaders we've got some industry leaders it's gonna be real cool anyways until next time Thanks for listening.